Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life. Hey, mate. Hey, Brendan. How you doing, man? I'm good, mate. Yeah, always this. It's always this. This. This horrible pause. Yeah, it makes me feel really uncomfortable. And then you know, there we go. Well, it's that, or I just hit record when you're not ready, which which I, I much, particularly yeah. like. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, that's right. fun. Um, so fortunately for everybody listening, or anybody listening, um, yeah, sorry, I'll get closer. Yeah. Um, I'll touch the mic. I'll bring it closer. All the yeah, things good, I good. Um, fortunately for everybody listening, it's not just you and me tonight. No, so we, we did. Um, we did have a guest planned. And the guest that we had planned couldn't make it. He's going to come on in a couple of weeks. Do we want to talk about that? No, no. Oh, okay. But well, it's a good. It's, it's going to be good. But um, he is good. It's good thing. It's a good oh, thing. Oh no, no. Been... I'm sorry. I'm thinking about our delivery. Oh, that's a whole other thing. We can talk about that after as well, right? Yeah, but, yeah. Okay, but um, okay. no, that's not happened either. So tonight, in well, some ways, no. We hang on. We need to explain that. So, so oh, yeah. So we were apologies to the guest. We yeah. shall introduce you shortly. <laughs> so, sorry, mate. We were meant to be getting. We've been talking about um, Hats the Cow that we've um, bought a portion of um, getting slaughtered and butchered and cryovacked and, and delivered by... Um, beef Back Better. Beef Back Better. Amazing. Really exciting. He was coming today. Couldn't quite make it. So we've had to p- postpone it to um, next week. The plan was, or we thought what we were going to do was actually get out a piece of hats. And we'll still do this, I think. Get yeah, out yeah, a piece we'll of hats. This. Throw hats on the... Oh, and sorry, guest... I name the cow hats. Yeah, my um, mouth is watering. It's good. Bring it yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Going to cook it on the pod and eat hats on the pod. Um, but we'll do that eventually. Yes. So that was one. That, the yes. other guest has cancelled on us because they're but they're because business is going well and they need to speak to us in a couple of weeks, which yes. is totally cool. Yes. And the person we have sitting on the screen just right now, we have been trying to get on the pod for I don't know, might might be since the beginning. Yeah, pretty much. I think. Sven, how are you, mate? Sven, um, who? Yeah, the. Sven, Sven indeed. Star Fury. Yeah, yeah they call me Sven Star Fury. Sven Star Fury. Is that that's the, that's yeah. the Twitter handle, right? Yeah, uh, Star Star Fury Flames. At Star Fury Twitter. Flames. Excuse me. Yes. Yeah. Um, so here's my stupid. I'll, uh, all the stupid things first. I since because we met you at Morundi, the first one, mm. um, at the at the Bush Bash, and and when I so when I found out that the name and whatever, and I've been following your work, um, I I just thought that the name was came from How to Train Your Dragon. Until today, <laughs> until today, and I looked up and I was like, "Oh, I'm just a moron." That is, oh, so you um, actually thought? No, that... I thought that until about you know an hour and a half ago. Um, what is it? Oh, Night Fury. Night Fury. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what right. yeah, yeah. yeah, Night Fury. Yeah. So no, my oh, daughter, my daughter's watched the movie recently, and yeah, she reminded me that it was the Night Fury in that. But you know, as a as someone who's online, um, as a youngster, you always have to pick a handle and uh, or, or a name for yourself. So yeah, I played a lot of video games and Quake and stuff. So. Went through a succession of names, and the now that you you saw that video from before, that now you know where the flames connection comes in. But gotcha. the thing with Star Fury, actually, it has this this meaning for me of like star as in light, as in knowledge, and fury as in like righteous rage. So the idea of it is like the burning, cleansing flames of truth. <laughs> that's what the Star Fury means. Yeah, that's perfect. That's, that's perfect. not not well, to be so too. Hang on, um, hang on. You've, <laughs> no, but you've had that since a, a young since you're a young gamer, is what you're telling us, right? That's pretty yeah, deep no, for a young a, gamer. 
Yeah, well, yeah, in my twenties and stuff, I was there yeah, was a, cool. a DJ name and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's the gaming link though between Star um, Oh, there's no particular gaming link, but I did play a lot of, a lot of Quake. Oh, we so were, it um, was like a a, user, a username or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. Do you still play? Uh no, I play chess now. I just recently, mm. in the last month or two, got right into. I used to still play a bit of Quake Champions, but um, yeah, it's chess is actually really good. Um, it complements all the rendering that i have to do because like uh, sometimes i have to wait 10 minutes for a render and it's uh, really easy cool. to jump on chess.com and pick any uh length of game and yeah i've improved heaps over the last um month or so <laughs> there's quite a there's quite a bitcoin chess overlap as well there's a few people in is there yeah there's a few let me oh, cool. um god i'm pretty sure stefan plays there's Probably. somebody I'll think, let me think of that through stefan who he's left the country yeah, Stefan left the country. Yeah, yeah we don't talk about him anymore. <laughs> Stefan left the country. That's the second name. Um, so yeah, yeah, you, there's a few. Yeah, you've become obviously fairly prominent with a lot of your work, right? So do you want to explain, I guess, what kind of stuff you're currently doing or have been doing um, in the Bitcoin yeah? Space? I should, I should, and, ha- and how you got, and how you got there from like how was that? How was these? How have these two worlds meet, met? Met? Yeah, I should get there uh, chronologically because um, yeah, it was 2017. I got into Bitcoin, like towards the end of the year. And um, I don't know, I got I got right into it. Like I was so primed for it with, you know, I've, I'd done some Austrian economics stuff before that and was very libertarian and had all this sort of, and, you know, I studied software engineering at uni. So once I finally like really just even looked at it, I'm like, oh my God, this is the fucking thing. So I was just all out, you know, and at the end of 2017, you know, traded some shit coins. I'd never, I'd never invested in anything. I hadn't, I was just a poor hippie dude. I never had any money to invest anyway. Um, but very, very quickly went, realized like, you know, Bitcoin is the thing and, um, it kind of replaced my, my previous things. And, you know, you get on Bitcoin Twitter then, and I was like, you know, well, how can I contribute? to this and I'm not sure. back, back that up back that up a second so you work you worked this out purely off your own back and then hit twitter is that what you're telling us uh so how did it was just a friend of mine like in there he was actually a, a doofer as well like another yep. psychedelic festival person and he's like yep. buy some bitcoin you know and he just made me buy some and forced me to look at it um deep more more deeply and you know i i looked at some you know, you look at the um, Antonopoulos videos and stuff like that, but it, it didn't take me long at all. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, since then I'm, I'm all in. Um, wow. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah it totally yeah. makes sense. But it's it's it's, uh, it's impressive. Are you are you an impulsive person, or like, or you just you just worked out quickly? Or oh, no, I, I worked it out quickly because um, one of the in in my early twenties, I. I followed this YouTube philosopher guy, uh, Stefan Molyneux. He's been since unpersoned, <laughs> you know, got kicked off Twitter and everything else. But um, he actually had Antonopoulos on in like 2015, um, mm-hmm. and like, which is quite ahead of the ball. Uh, um, and but he also talked a lot about Austrian economics, even you know, pre-Bitcoin. And like, that's what I mean. I was just really primed for hard money. Uh, I was I was always a freedom maximalist, and you know, I was. I was a narco-capitalist, like hardcore narco-capitalist before I'd even really heard of Bitcoin. Um, so once it was there, I was like, oh, 
this like achieves all the you know philosophical and um sort of aims that i have anyway so yeah like it was very very quick conversion once i saw it and understood it so you yeah you're always looking for the tool and then all of a sudden somebody shows you the tool yeah. you, yep. you knew you knew what the job was you just didn't yep. know how yeah i got you and like oh, what i what i meant about um like you know any anyone who's uh who grew up in the early 2000s and used the internet and if you if you use BitTorrent, you know and i when i when i got to university and like uh fucking what was it called uh, napster was the thing you know and um i you know it was the first time i had like just a fat internet connection this was like uh, the year 2000 or something like that and just downloaded all the music but i saw Na that period where I think the guy from Metallica sued Napster or something. Yeah, and Lars, Lars Ulrich. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I saw Napster go down, and I saw the ascendance of BitTorrent. And you know, even even though they would they would try and um, you know, do stuff to stop that, I could see that it wasn't successful. And BitTorrent is still going strong, and you can still find the Pirate Bay if you want. And um, and so you know, ten, fifteen, or twenty years later, when um. Bitcoin came along. I was like, well, yeah, I've, I've seen the proof of concept that this sort of technology can't be stopped. So yeah, I didn't take much convincing at all. And all the science fiction and cypher, uh, cyberpunk sort of stuff that I read as a teenager in, in my early 20s, it was all paving the way for this, like, you know, like your snow crash from Neil Stevenson and stuff like that. So yeah, well primed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're just, you're, just, you're just ready for it. That's, I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's so funny because you kind of, you have this bias, I and we have this. Oh, everybody, I think, probably has the bias of how you think people got here because of how you got here. And mm. my my story is totally different from that. I was like a, a you mm. know a public sector guy who who traded stocks and then, um, you know, post two thousand and eight, I was probably as angry as you were, but I was doing it in a entirely different way. And I was like, well, they're not going to let the banks fail. I'm just going to ride this wave because you know they're just the the, sh the shit coiner of the day, really. Mm. And th th and then. And then after that, just just watching it, going, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, and then the solution was presented to me, but totally different stories, but ending up in the same place, which is, mm -hmm. um, I mean, your, yours yours is more um, noble. Yeah. <laughs> you, 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 were, you were looking before I was looking. You know, my my way was my way was shit, um, but I'm glad I got here. Yeah. Um, okay. So um, chronologically, so we sorry we kind of took you on a yep. tangent then. So that was um, 2017, 2018. Like you know, I spent like the first three six months on twitter and you know a couple of hundred followers or whatever and you know you want to contribute and be part of the conversation and i'm not sure how it happened that i got the idea to install after effects i mean i'd i'd done some graphics stuff for the the business we'd owned previously we had a little um organic muesli business and did the farmers markets and it was you know we had our own factory space and it was it was good and but i did all the the graphics myself and like self-taught in illustrator and whatever and um the video that you saw of the of the fire dancing that was you know something i'd done in premiere i edited it together and you know i just had some facility with that sort of software um and yeah i just had the idea to make a a little animation you know i think the first one was the fuck fiat or something little bouncing letters and that was in after effects and you know then to do a couple of ripoffs of like some banksy things you know just kind of to i've always used this sort of software and you know love to learn the tools and yeah it's it's really satisfying i i find like you know i'm 40 now but i've i found i found my thing the thing that i can be really good at and it's it seems to bring together all these 
skills that I've had over a lifetime. And so it's, it's kind of an exciting time for me because, um, you know, any uh, new, uh, it's, it's exciting to be at the bottom of a new learning curve because like progress is fast and, you know, it's, it's kind of satisfying that way. So, yeah. So, um, so it's obviously a, a, a creative outlet for you as well. So it's something you actually are, are passionate about, not just learning for utility, but you're actually mm. enjoying doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the business that we used, like I was a, you know, I dropped out of software engineering at, at uni. I discovered partying. So, um, and th then I was a chef and I worked in restaurants and stuff and really was the kind of job that you could still continue the partying lifestyle. And then I had this period where I was just a psychedelic warrior, fire dancer, hippie, doofer guy, and um, got quite good at that as well. Um, we were doing those, those shows and after the European tour that my partner and I did touring that fire show, um, we came back to Australia and we're like, well, what, what do we do now? You know, like you don't really make any money in, in fire dancing. It's what, sorry, good if you like to go then, to the festival. What kind of age were I you was, then? I was probably like 30. Yep. Yeah, I was just, just around 30. Um, yeah, we got back to Australia and it's like, we had a, a few thousand dollars to our name and we thought we'd have a crack at this organic muesli business and um yeah we built that up over five or six years and uh, managed to sell it um and that you know and then i <laughs> then after that we sold pretty much all our worldly possessions and we bought a van and we van lifed around australia for like a year and a half and you know the rest of the money i i put into bitcoin um and yeah that's that will probably end up being the like the defining financial decision of my life. Um, mm -hmm. So it, it's definitely been been life changing that way. So yeah. yeah. It's um and so so some of the as you say some of the stuff that we well I certainly first saw was your um what what do you call what you re, re, rendering or what, what is that called? It's it's well the, the 2D, 2D stuff first and then we'll ask the question. The, the 2D stuff uh, you can call motion graphics. So it's just like any you know animated moving moving pixels sort of thing that's there um and yeah the first things were mostly 2d just like moving moving letters and stuff like that um and oh yeah that's that's the thing um because like twitter is this very limited um medium where you have like you know 240 characters or whatever and i've actually always appreciated um working in a limited medium because when everything is possible like it's often very hard to know what to actually do so but still there's a hack in twitter that you can attach an image um you know but you know if, if you put uh, text and words on that image and make it flashy like our monkey brains are more attracted to it so i just thought you know here's a way to um to sort of hack the sorry you're standing over the crowd and, yeah like right. and because i was i mean i remember by the way here I've, i'm good at it's good that I have a platform to tell people this because everyone complains about Twitter. When you ads. say platform, it's just me. Uh, it's just me and Brad. Yeah, that's, that's all right. It's more than me talking to an empty room. Um, but uh, yeah, everyone complains about Twitter ads. I have not had a Twitter ad now in probably like it's probably getting close to two years now. Um, on on any platform, I could put a new phone with the Twitter app. I do not see any ads. I don't see ads on my browser. Um, what? Like, yeah promoted tweets right i don't get yeah. any promoted tweets i get them all the time I, I think i think the reason is is because i fucking spam the hell out of twitter and i would keep re-uploading the same gif on like because i followed the um the uh, the what the the um federal reserve you know and just spam bitcoin memes on there yeah, and yeah, yeah, commonwealth yeah. bank or whatever and 
I don't, I don't know why I, I'm trying to work out like why I, d- I don't see ads, but maybe Twitter's put me in some other category because of that. So, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't suppose you saw the thing today about the, the shadow ban sort of um, thing that I did see that. I did see that. And today. I remember, I remember using that site uh, in the past and checking if I was uh, shadow banned and I was like, oh, yeah, cool. I'm not at all, but yeah, I'm ghost banned as well. But then people said that, um, you know, Jack, um, at, at Jack, um, he's, ghost band as well so oh, right. really? they were, okay they were, they were wondering if that the algorithm is actually accurate that's um that's working yeah. that out but yeah, yeah who okay. knows i mean it's a yeah we i guess it's one of those things that you kind of never know do you well keep, talk, keep ever... talking because i'm going to check star fury now and see if he's um shadow band that's star fury flames <laughs> star fury flames the um yeah it's it's <laughs> we all, we all i guess we all probably like to think that our tweets are better than they are it's just they're they're just in 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 the right. in the mind of somebody else, like you know. Yeah, yeah. So maybe so maybe we're just all terrible, but I don't I I don't believe that there's like and some of the stuff that that floats up to the top, you're looking at it going really, really that's mm. that was that's what's floating up to the top of this algorithm. That's the best that we can. And then and then other stuff you read, this like you know some guys posted has got two no, likes. There's there's definitely something up because like I'm sure I don't see uh, posts from people that I follow, and I'm like I'll go to their own page and I'm like. You know, I have not seen a post from this person in, well, in months. I, thought, I don't remember seeing them. I and I've, I've set Michael my timeline. Uh, yeah. Michael Saylor recently, I'm like, I haven't seen much from him. So I actually went on to his thing and he's like, That's right. as active as ever. Oh, there yeah, you go. But you've, you've, there got you go. A, you've got a... Is he banned? Yeah, I'm banned. Ghost banned. Ghost that's banned. Hmm. So who knows? But it seems, you... like ev- it seems like everyone is ghost banned. That's, that's all. <laughs> not Try not putting... me and not... And oh, not, you're not? Okay. No, no. So I'm not because I don't have any kind of uh, followers or anything. And then there's a, I've got a perpetual troll called Bowdog who said mm. uh, it's only bit, actual Bitcoiners that are getting uh, banned. And so I looked, <laughs> I looked him up and he's, and not, he's, he, not, he's not either. So <laughs> fuck you, Bowdog. So it's, yeah, it's really... Um, <laughs> the... Uh... Yeah, no, no, it's just interesting. I don't, I, I don't know what that's true or not. But you, like a lot of, a lot of what comes out of a Bitcoiner's face is just the just pure honesty. I just don't know why those sorts of things would be. I don't know. I understand why there's some a lot of things are controversial, but um, yeah, to, for it to be for it to be appear to be so consistent across so many people, it's quite. Odd. Yeah, but at the same time, we're also in our own echo chamber, that, and we're only checking true. each other. So you know. The mm. check check a few other I don't know Kardashian followers or something I don't know. Mm. Yeah, yeah, we we all like to give Twitter shit, but I still don't know what a better platform is. Well, I mean, that's I've... exactly the point, isn't it? Like we're still there. Yeah. And, yep. I, I was thinking about that earlier. Like, what would it actually take? Because you know there was the whole Mastodon thing not too long ago, and then that's there was right. the what was the other one, the uh, Bitter or whatever it's called. Bitter, oh, getter, yeah. yeah. Like what, what Getter, excuse me. Yeah, yeah Getter. 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 Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, I took the I took my account and then didn't do anything with it, like most people probably. Yeah. And so, what I think would the, actually would it be like? I think Gab. I, sorry, go on. Uh, Gab dot com. The guy that runs that, he, they seem pretty pretty staunch, and they did that uh, dissenter browser, and you know, he's planning to build his own payment network, and he's a full full Bitcoiner. Um, mm. oh. So of all the of all the alternative social Gab. media platforms, but it's just they until they get um, the network effect. Well, that's it. You know. There's just no one. You're just talking to an empty room, sort of thing. Well, I kind of I was thinking, what well, what would it be for me? What would make me actually move? And the answer is probably if I really you need all the other people to move too. <laughs> you well, go that's with exactly it. So, or yeah, you, or the definition so, of a network effect, right? Right, but so you almost need like a Rogan, like somebody with. A, no, no, no. Hmm. You need the dancing guy on the hill. 
the so bootstraps the next thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. No, you, well, you need the second guy. You yeah, know that. Yeah, you know that's, guy, that's what yeah, you need because yeah, the yeah. because the first guy goes, yeah. but um, mm. but but nobody joins the first guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like it's like because when that's what Spotify did, they 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 paid up to get Rogan, and there are people who will desperately want to w- listen to Rogan. So, mm. so they Spotify will... was already Spotify was already big, right? Exactly. Like they, yeah. were the, they were they were moving like horizontally into a different. You know, from just music into podcasts as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, people already had Spotify installed for music, and like Joe Rogan was like, "Hey, we do podcasts and other stuff too." But yeah, yeah, it, it'll it'll happen. It's it's kind of like one of those things where it's just got to get bad enough that the solutions um, come to the fore. And while we're still comfortable here, like, you know, to to get to bigger bigger topics, perhaps it's like um, on you know, the grand geopolitical scale or whatever, um, I'm, I probably fall into a bit of an accelerationist camp. And every time I hear some new tyrannical law or something being passed, I'm like, well, okay, we're one step closer to it, it being the situation being bad enough that people wake up and, you know, any, I would have thought that like the past few years, and I, th- I think a lot of people have been starting to wake up, you know, with all COVID hysteria. Um, and, and now we have the next thing. I don't know what this fucking war in Ukraine yeah, is going to bring either, but who, who knows? Yeah, the Canada, the, whole, the, the COVID and the Canada, COVID, Canada and, the, you know, Russia, Ukraine situation are, <laughs> they're serious things, you know, on a global scale. Um, and, and, you know, Western, you know, Canada, you weren't, you probably wouldn't have expected it was going to be Canada. But nothing's really mm, um, localized anymore. Like if something happens, it, it always becomes or often becomes a global issue. And you have to be outraged. <laughs> you have to be outraged. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, what's it going to be? I I don't know. I, I mean, I think we are starting to see uh, crumbling now. Like 2000, 2008, well, I thought mm. we were, you know, oh, there's only so far they can kick this can. <laughs> and now it's 2022, 14 years later, and we're still not seeing the actual um, crumble. Well, I think, I think I think it's stuck. Well, the, yeah, we're not, the we're not, we're not the, seeing the collapse. I think we're seeing the crumble. Yeah, yeah. I think the gas prices in the US are going to be a, a huge catalyst for people because, like, once price like hits like ten dollars a gallon or whatever, and you know, here in Australia, I'm shocked to see it at two dollars for the first time. You know, you, you expect it. It's like been a slowly rising thing, but once it starts going, you know, parabolic like the inflation, um, yeah. I think people are going to wake up pretty fast, and you know, yeah. like just kind of hope that we as bitcoiners have been laying the groundwork and you know doing the job of educating people and going like well look here's here's a solution um so yeah yeah it's gonna get messy and not only that the infrastructure is getting rolled out as well so when people are looking for something then there's potentially products and services already Mm. there for them to to jump to Mm -hmm. even though it's so early Sorry, I'm just going to read you something. Um, this is my cousin who is is uh, I was talking about last week, and who wouldn't is certainly definitely an alternative thinker, but definitely but not not a financial person at all. You know, we're not particularly interested um, in finance. Um, I mean, how are you doing? I feel we've been we've been chatting. Obviously, I feel like I'm not learning fast enough, and just want to choose a wallet and start buying, but don't know mm. enough. But but don't know enough yet. Did you just start and then learn from there? Mm-hmm. so my, my my point there is like once you've got somebody to that point they don't go backwards no yeah they, they, she's made yeah, her yeah. she's made her own 
conscious choice. Like, don't get me wrong, I've been trying to convince, but um, but now she's doing it by herself. So now she's just looking for advice or some to be pointed mm. in the right direction so she can sort of skip some of the stupid mistakes I made, which, mm. you know, plenty of them. Hey, so, you were there for me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, you'd be screwed otherwise. Uh, but, uh, and I'm the idiot. <laughs> but, um, yeah, once I think once you get people to look for them, once they're looking for themselves, it really is nothing to do. You just have to then just keep talking and give them some, give them, give them, reference points and data and yeah. places to go and yeah, yeah, yeah. sensible well, the, and... the orange peel has kicked in right <laughs> that's it yeah. that's it um anyway where do we get to um i wouldn't mind Work. talking about if if you don't mind um your foray into psychedelics obviously you've talked to to Vallis, um who's kind of right into psych- psychedelics he's talked about the kind of um not necessarily parallels but um what what is it for you and 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 does it or how does it relate to kind of your journey in, into Bitcoin? Is it related or is it is it separate? Um, it, it might be related just in the sense that, um, you know, I, I do think everyone, well, the, the classic line from uh, Terence McKenna, who's like the, um, I don't know, is just a highly revered character in the psychedelic space. Um, and he said, it's like humanity's birthright. Like you no longer, you no more want to go from cradle to the grave without experiencing like sex or sexuality. Like psychedelics are in that category of you know what it means to be human. And yeah. after like the first proper trip where um, all of your perception of reality gets <laughs> gets perturbed to such an extreme degree, and after that you you just realize how subjective uh, our experience is. Um, and so it just kind of leaves you with a, a more of a curious and questioning sort of outlook on life, like that things may not be how they appear or, you know, you'll, I, I hope you'd be more open to new ideas. And by the way, I've, I've done like um, Jordan Peterson's big five personality traits test and I'm, I'm like off the charts in openness to experience. And I'm also off the charts in disagreeableness. Like I'm, I'm like the one, the first percentile in disagreeable. So if there's a room of a hundred people, I'll be like the most yeah. disagreeable person. Um, and same with like just openness. So I think those are the two things again, which will prime you for, for Bitcoin. Cause like, you know, I went through my militant, um, anti-theistic stage as a, as a 20 something year old and, you know, went to a, uh, religious high school and that just turned me the wrong, wrong way. So I've always been anti-authoritarian, you know, almost for its own sake. So yeah, like, yeah, does that, does that answer the question about the psychedelics? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is, there's a bit of an anachronistic kind of, or is there an anachronistic kind of trait to, um, I guess someone. Well, the, the the drugs are illegal, right? So by exactly. definition, anyone anyone exactly. who's doing them and you know, like I I tried a lot of stuff um, in in my twenties as well, and there there are some drugs that are really dangerous, um, and you know I can understand why they would want to be prescribed in a in a civilized society. Um, you know, at the same time, I'm I'm libertarian and it's your body, it's your choice sort yeah. of thing. Um, but, you know, the, the fact that mushrooms and, and LSD are in the same category as something like heroin, you know, just they, those are drugs. Uh, heroin, like, is a drug of addiction, you know. But 
you know, after a, after a mushroom trip, like, you know, it's an ordeal, right. You know, and it's not like you're going to, you're rushing out to, to do it again. Like mostly you just need to process for several yeah. months. Um, yeah, really. so yeah. Yeah. Have you never tripped? Or you never had any uh, psychedelics? I, I've had acid once and it was amazing. Like when I was on it, it was fantastic. But what I didn't mm. realize, because I was, I was 18 or 19 at the time, mm. um, <clears throat> I had it at like maybe midnight and I had to work the mm -hmm. next day. I didn't realize, <laughs> I didn't realize that the trip lasted eight to 12 hours or whatever right, right, it was. Right. So that was, it was fantastic. It was amazing. But then when I actually went home, it was like 4 a.m. or something stupid. And I'm like, okay, I'm mm. going to go to sleep. Mm -hmm. um that then became a nightmare <laughs> a nightmare uh, okay. i used to yep. listen to i used to listen to a tommy emmanuel cd every night to go to sleep and and it was on <laughs> and my eyes were shut but for fuck me i could see that music mm -hmm. yeah but when i was when i was in the right frame of mind it was incredible it was so good and i was yeah, happy absolutely. and loving it was all that kind of stuff but sorry back to my point it's like for me right so i smoked a lot of pot um in in high school and uni um, and it wasn't necessarily, um, uh, well, no, it was because I enjoyed it. But to begin with, it, it, there's an element of A, risk, and B, you want to do something that you're not allowed to do. And I don't know if that's human, right. I don't know if that's human nature. And there's the whole argument about legalizing drugs. Versus... It's a rebellion against your parents, first of all. Exactly. Right. exactly. But, but all these rules and laws about, you know, this is illegal, it doesn't do anything for people that are, if anything, it incentivizes them a little bit more, I think, to just go, oh, hey, mm -hmm. hey, you know? It's the forbidden fruit thing. And it's I had the same fruit. thing yeah. as a yeah. as a teenager. Like, I was very, I was quite sheltered. Um, you know, my parents had come over from East Germany um, and I was growing up here in Australia. And um, when I got to university, it was the first time I was away from home. And, you know, I was like 19 the first time I tried weed. And it's like all these authorities and authorities and institutions they've eroded their credibility to such a degree that you know if if some if these people who are so um beneath uh, so unworthy of trust say that something is bad you know like it's kind of indicating that there might be something there and like yeah. honestly in the case of in the case of psychedelics i, th I think it, it really is um and i i don't really get too conspiratorial anymore but um you know it it does if, if all these if all the population had had these psychedelic experiences and were it would open up and raise the consciousness and i don't know i think people would be harder to control then so yeah who, who knows man. is it just fear like is it just fear of the unknown like from from a thought from authority like when have you ever met two guys who smoked a joint you know then gone on, to, gone on to rob a house or start <laughs> yeah, yeah anything exactly. right you never that never happened right but no. you know stand outside any pub in any city anywhere in the world and two guys that have had 15 beers each you know they're fighting mm. over something right so we know that one and we kind of mm. we, we maybe don't like it but we've accepted it um but it's a it's, it's more of a problem yeah so w what is it what, what's i mean well, i know I, there's I, states in america and, and other places around the world where where it's it's coming into it's, it's already legal but um, or some things are already legal. You go to Portugal, I think they've decriminalized all drugs. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they have not a huge, they certainly don't have a huge drug um, crime problem in Portugal that I'm, well, Wait. certainly not aware of. I've seen, I've watched a few you know, documentaries. I've never, I don't know, first-hand experience of that, but I've, I've never known, I've never heard the problem uh, spoken about. So, I mean, what is the problem? Yeah, I I think um it's just authority. They you know it's when you have a a hammer, everything looks like a nail. They just want to t 
try uh, you know hammer everything down that they can but i think that's shifting a lot like the it's um things like mushrooms and mdma they're being used in therapeutic yep. situations now and um you know medical marijuana is prescribed and i think we've had the like we've got the thin edge of the wedge and i think things are slowly shifting and yeah. it's kind of just uh is a generational thing like like that thing they say about you know science doesn't change until the old scientists die out and it's the same like the old politicians have got to die out um i was actually but we were actually in portugal at a festival called uh, boom which was like one of the biggest psychedelic festivals in the world it happens every two years around this lake in portugal uh 50, people for a week um yeah. and like the we drove there from like the north of france you know we'd been we'd been in amsterdam and met all this crew and we're going to go camp with them and like the the portuguese army like lines the, the road on the way in it's such a huge really? event but yeah that was a on the sort of the the you know big campgrounds in the section behind us like one street behind us there was these two israeli guys that had a desk set up and big bouncer guy on on the right and they had a, a list of drugs there that you could buy and wow. um like it was pretty loose and there's multiple places in the festival where you could go and test your drugs just to yes. make sure they were yes. they were clean and so it's this harm harm reduction approach to yep. things um my 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 ex now she was actually a she's actually a trauma therapist um and you know I've gone through this period as well where I, I thought like, you know, all, all drug use is like just self-medicating early childhood trauma. And, um, that, that actually, <laughs> that's, was this overwhelming sense that the, um, the last festival I, I'd ever gone to when my daughter was born after like six years of that time. And, you know, I, I looked, I looked out over this, this dance floor, you know, a couple of thousand people and all I saw was hurting children, you know? And, um, so that was like seven or eight years ago, but I actually just went back to my, um, to a festival just a, a month or two ago. Um, first one in like seven years and yeah, I just had a totally life-changing experience there. Um, DMT experience. Um, and sorry, what's, yeah, made DM me what's DMD? DMT, um, oh, DMT. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. You would have heard. You would have heard. Um, you know, Alex Jones or yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, Joe Rogan talking about it. Yeah. yeah. Um. So that that was that was amazing. And I mean, I, I mentioned to you guys too. Like, I, I I separated from um my the mother of my daughter uh about a year ago now, and I had a a really rough year, and you know I I fucking hated her sort of thing, and the that saturday night at this festival just gone in it was mid-december and i had a just an amazing dance i hadn't had a proper dance in in so many years as well and you know come sunday morning um something shifted in, inside me like the the what i saw on the dmt trip it was like it was i don't know i i think it's plato he says that thing about the beauty and the true and the good they're all kind of the same thing and like what i saw on that um it was something that was so beautiful and it kind of uh sort of reinvigorated me onto the path of truth and goodness somehow and yeah like i just i i got over all the bitterness and um anger that i felt towards my ex and like the Christmas was just a you know a week or two after that, and I was dreading that because we were we planned for my parents to come up to visit the old house where my my ex and my daughter still is, and 
you know, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be in that house again for the first time. And I was not looking forward to it, but we had the best time. And like, seriously, it was, it would not have been that way if not for that um, experience that I had in the festival on that Saturday night. Um, I mean, we can see that. We're looking at the video just now, right? We can see, you can see that on your face, right? How long was December? December? So we're talking three, four months or something, right? And you're clearly still having this elements of the experience right now. Oh yeah. Um, It was really profound. Um, yeah, abs- absolutely. That's what, that's what I mean. Like they're not drugs of addiction. Like that DMD trip, I'm, I'll be um, processing that for the next next year or so. And I I remember seeing something, and it was it was I I got a whole vision for my future as well because that that psychedelic uh, festival lifestyle that was my tribe for so many years from probably like age twenty seven to you know thirty two or so. Um, and yeah, I'd, then then we ran the organic food business and my daughter came into my life she's seven now as well and that's that's all i've been doing like just responsibilities yeah, with that yeah. which is which is great you know it's how it should be and um has your approach yeah. changed at all being a dad in that sense like towards drugs or not at all uh no not not at all because i'd i'd already done it all when she had come along yeah. and i was happy to to stop it like i like i said i hadn't been to a festival in seven years i yeah. hadn't you know other than you know vaporize some weed now and then um there's been no drugs in my life but yeah i'd, I'd really do, thoroughly done the psychedelic thing and um you know i had no sort of need for it but since coming back to that festival i'm like <laughs> yeah that it's it's pretty like peak life experience and it's it's funny because the thing about um you know looking out and seeing all these self-medicating people with you know just dealing with their trauma like this last time when i was, I was on that dance floor and i looked around and i'm like i i am one of those people <laughs> that's that's dealing with their trauma and fucking great like if this is if this is what you have to do and to do it like at least you're dealing with it you know um and i think the the culture at these parties is it's quite um it's quite evolved now. Like they're very much focused on harm minimization and, you know, look after your mates and educate your mates. Like Brenda, this, what you were saying about tripping as an 18 year old and we, none of us know what we're doing. Like we don't, yeah. you know, it used to be like you go to the shaman and he holds your hand and he says like, this is the ritual we have around it. And, you know, um, it was T- Timothy Leary. He would always uh, focus on the set and setting. What is your mindset going into it? And what is the, your setting, your environment, you know? So yeah, you don't want to be stressing about having to go to work the next day. And that's why we go out into the bush, you know, for four or five days, you know, yeah. have a day of set up, get comfortable, get to learn your neighbors, you know, Friday night at the party, you go and have a beer, smoke a joint. It's easy Saturday night. Then it's fucking all on, you know, and Sunday and Monday you recover and, you know, Tuesday, you're back in civilization, but it's done in a very sort of healthy way. And not like when I was in my early twenties and it was fucking speed and, yeah. you know, you wouldn't eat and you wouldn't look after yourself. Like I go out there and I got the camper van and I'm eating steaks every night and making yeah. a big breakfast. And yeah, when I was doing it in my twenties, it was, you know, there was no thoughts of like longevity sort of thing, but I'd like to be partying like that, you know, into my fifties and sixties. And you, you see some people, some, some oldies at these parties as well. So yeah. Hey, you know, maybe next, uh, <laughs> next Bitcoin bush bash. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe that's the place. Yeah. Okay, we'll get Bill. Bill and Wiz. Bill and Wiz. Well, yeah, that could be a good fun night. <laughs> Wait, so you're so what have you been in, in terms of them? You went to the first one, you didn't come to the latest one because you were 
work busy. No, but, um, have you been to uh, Yipun or you didn't go yeah, to Yipun? No, I went to the one. I went to the one that was um. Where was that? It was Be- Beechworth. Like, no, no, it was uh, it was north of um, so mid central northern Queensland on the coast. Um, but there wasn't oh, that yeah. many people Yipun? at that one. Yipun? No, it wasn't. Was it Yipun? I think That's so. where they've had one there. Well, yeah, if there was another one, then nobody invited us. <laughs> <laughs> well, no one. There was a bunch of people that were supposed to come up from down south, but it was like in the middle of COVID, oh, COVID sort of stuff. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, I've, so I've been to two, but um, yeah, the second one wasn't a huge turnout just because of like COVID things. Yeah. But um, so I'm just sorry, just Bill, to think Bill was there with the, with, the, yeah. with the drugs as well, like and the and that you're you're sort of going into an environment. You might not necessarily know the person, but you're going into what feels like a safe environment. Right, and mm. the, that weekend is just a wonderful weekend. Um, mm. It's almost that's a that's a that's a similar. I think that's a similar to to bush bash. Yeah, well, yeah, bush bash or or a festival. Like if you're going somewhere where you're comfortable with the people, you're immediately you're going to have a better time. Oh, right? yeah, there's a... you, doesn't, you don't have to know them as long as but if if you feel like it's a you're in a safe place. Well, but it, and it comes back to what um, I was explaining before is that that the trip for me was incredible because I was with friends. Like it was, a, you know, this is years ago, like a quiet night out, but in town. We went to, cl- went to clubs and did all that kind of stuff. It was, just, it was the best experience ever. Yeah. Until I wanted it to end. Yeah. <laughs> you, know? you know what I mean? Um, but when, <laughs> if you're in an environment in the bush or whatever, and it doesn't matter, then it, that just goes until it, it just goes, I suppose. <laughs> yep, it does. Yeah. It does. Oh, my, well, I'm, I'm, I'm an idiot. Like, I, my first series was in Cambodia with two people I knew in a re- random place I was. I had about 45 minutes of euphoria and then about two days of hell. Hell. What would you have? Sorry? Oh, jeez. LSD. Oh, yeah. So right. it was just horrific afterwards. Two days. Yeah, two days. Filled it, but one of the guys I was with collapsed. We ended up in a hospital. He, he nearly died. I, like, it was an awful experience. Oh, okay. So That I, doesn't sound would, like, like you shouldn't be. That doesn't well, sound like LSD. Well, well no. that's the point, isn't it? We're, in a, yeah. we're probably in a place where... You, you don't know what you're doing. You don't know who you're with yeah. and you don't know what you're taking. So, um, yeah, it was... And, that, and that's why it's such a shame that there's so much laws and fears, a fear around this. Like the Portuguese approach seems so much more humane. Like mm. people... And it is true, like people are looking for ways to feel good, like to smash the dopamine button. Like, you know, people do live up, uh, you know, it's the human condition like we've always sought out ways to alter our consciousness and you know people are, are curious but um yeah i mean one of the reasons i mean lsd is i think is fantastic because it's it's such a small um dose to that's um it's such a small amount of it that you need to actually get high and oh. um like it's what am i trying to say with that um yeah, I've lost my train of thought. Maybe having a flashback to my own. I had. Uh, yeah, I, I was listening to um, Jordan Peterson with Jimmy Carr. Do you know Jimmy Carr, the comedian? Yeah, I actually listened to that. I listened to a couple of clips that? from that recently. Yeah, um, that was just, just a couple of days ago. Last, yeah. yeah, a couple of days ago, I guess. And it was it was it was excellent. Jimmy Carr was basically saying, um, he's he's a workaholic. Jimmy Carr. He works. Mm. He tours like three hundred nights a oh, year. I, I really like Jimmy. Carr. Yeah, funny man. Um, but really thoughtful. Like some people might not like his comedy, but. Excuse me. He's a really thoughtful comedian. Like, and you might not that you might not get that from the comedy, but behind the scenes, he's it's it's, a, it's very much a it's a, he's correct. He's crafting his art. But his yeah. point is, he doesn't feel like his work. He's mm. he's enjoying what he's doing. So, he, if, well, something has given you that constant dopamine of yeah. enjoyment. <laughs> like, why would you not want to continue to do that? And yeah. if you just happen to be paid for it as well, yeah, that's wonderful, yeah. right? 
I'm finally at that stage now. I want to bring it back to the like the the art stuff that I do. Yeah. And um, I was going to bring this up before. I was going to bring this up before because uh, always in my life, like you know, I was a chef. Um, you know, and you go to work in the kitchen and you're being paid the hourly wage. And then when we ran our own business, it's somewhat different, you know, because you're trying to build this thing up, but still you're kind of being paid for your time and your energy. And since I started doing this art stuff, I'm finally in a position where I can be paid for like the, um, for my mind basically and my creativity. And that's a really, really satisfying thing. And like, I definitely have that now where, um, it doesn't feel like work at all. It's just like, I'm, I'm learning things and I'm getting to create things. And this is the thing um, that the, the DMT vision sort of gave to me. Like, I feel like I'm on this holy quest now to recreate the things that I saw. And I actually have the tools that I can do that with in, in Blender. Um, so, so, you know, I'm, I'm very driven that way now. Did you, did you go, so, okay. Did you go seeking that out because of the experiences you've had? Because you can absolutely see some of the things. I don't know how much you can share. Well, firstly, where is the best place if somebody wants to go and have a look at stuff that is currently out and available to look at? What would be uh, just, the... just scroll down my uh, Twitter feed, Twitter. basically. Like I, I'm, you know, with the stuff that I shared with you now, I've probably got enough content that I can actually put together a proper portfolio now and, um, you know, put together a compilation of stuff and actually try and find some legit work because I, what do you I mean, haven't probably you got you got yeah. so much stuff I mean my mm. favorite thing is still the the world crazy zigzag oh, yeah. and yep. the bitcoin pulse the pulsating signal yeah, yeah oh my god that is like perfect yeah it's fabulous like unbelievable and that's what obviously yep. one of your earlier ones Yep. I mean, and that's just basic 2D stuff in After Effects. And that's what I mean. That's what I like that idea of, um, you know, they say if a picture speaks a thousand words, like how many words can you fit in an, an animation maybe? Um, so yeah, yeah. yeah, you can, it's just this thing where you can really condense an idea into to something. So yeah, I mean, I'm definitely proud of some of that stuff. I must say the Blender work is much more satisfying. It's really, it's some pretty high level engineering and programming and, and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I'm just going to go as hard as that. It's actually, um, I had the, I had it up on the wall from Jordan Peterson. Um, the, the second book that he wrote, the 12 rules, the second one and rule seven is, um, work as hard as you can on one thing and see what happens. Um, and yeah, when, after the separation happened and I kind of moved out of the house and into this new place, I, I put that rule seven on the wall and also rule, I think it was rule tool two, which was, um, you know, don't let your grief, uh, overtake your life. Something, something about that, you know, mm-hmm. don't let your grief, uh, increase your suffering or something. Um, and that's basically been me for a year now, like just staying positive and, um, just working as hard as I can in the blender stuff and, and see oh, motion graphics in general, but yeah, blender in the last nine months. And it's, it's awesome to see like what I, the stuff that I shared with you, um, that was for a project that I took on like a month and a half ago. And when I took it on, I was like, yeah, it's, it's the story of my life is like fake it till you make it. And someone will ask me to do something and I'm like, yeah, I can do that. You know? And then I have to spend you know, a week on watching tutorials and actually learn how to do it. Um, so yeah. And, but I, I'm making stuff that I didn't think I could even make like a couple of months ago. So I'm much closer to actually being able to recreate the DMT visions than I, than I was just recently. So, yeah. Oh, so DMT, so you're actually, uh, you're actually, yeah, you're, you've got visions in your mind that you're kind of working towards. Is that correct? Yeah. Like, 
I, mean, I don't know. I mean, that's cool. It's, it's the um, it's a cliche to say that um, it, it's ineffable. You can't put into words what you saw on the psychedelic thing. But yeah, I mean, all of reality turns to hallucination, like really crisp geometric patterns and in in 3D and yeah, I, I've kind of suffused with those, and I'm like, I, I'm trying to trying to recreate them, and I don't know, man. Like, probably get to this, you know. I follow I follow a Twitter account called um, uh, it's the at, at super rare bot, um, and it reposts uh, NFTs that have been sold, um, you know, just all day long. It just reposts, and the kind of art that is being bought and sold, presumably for like stupid crazy money uh it just it's at the same time it's depressing and inspiring to, to follow this bot for me because um yeah. yeah i think i have i have the skills to do stuff at that level now um and yeah i'm just trying to find a way to to monetize this thing because i don't you know i'm i'm like a homeschooling dad like i don't have a, a whole lot of time and um just my life situation right now is like, I can't go, I'm certainly not going to go be a chef anymore. Like I, it's the only forwards sort of thing. I've got to make the animation stuff um, yep. pay now. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I've finished this last project and now I'm working on my own things again. And I'm, I'm going to start looking into like what the NFT platforms are about, which is kind of ironic because for the past year plus I've been, you know, just, giving nfts shit because I, yeah. I think they're a stupid concept i don't think you can own pixels and the whole thing about screenshotting things but then at the same time like there's a market there and i've got the skills that can service that market and and if people want to pay to own digital artwork then like i'd be stupid not to provide that service and you know i've got to think about my, my daughter and myself as well. I got to put you know, bills to pay and whatever. So yeah, I'm a bit of a moral quandary about that now. Like, do I change to starfury.eth and get on the <laughs> NFT platforms? Um, but yeah, like I, I want to do it in a transparent way. And like, I, I even thought this like six months ago, it was like, you know, if I could make NFTs and use the proceeds to fund, you know, a Bitcoin developer or something like that, you know, like what's the morality around that? Even though I think NFTs are bullshit. Um, yeah. And, but, and please, please. yeah, so you go. No, all I was going to say was I've said this in the pod before is that there's probably nothing in my mind more um, kind of noble than fiat mining, right? So that's somebody, <laughs> somebody who's really not liking their, really not liking their job, but they're sticking with it for the reason their family, reasons of family, their bills, or whatever. And on the side, they're stacking their, they, they understand the Bitcoin thesis and they're stacking sats, right? Mm. So, but there's no difference, there's there's no difference in that to what you're saying. But I can mm. hear you, 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 just by saying that I can see you're struggling. <laughs> well, mm. well, that, but I can also see the list. Anybody listening is triggered, and the you know the veins are sticking out in their head, going bah, 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 right. And they they are they are right, and they don't have to buy it. They, so, but if there is a market for it, mm. and you're taking you're basically you're just taking the value out of that and putting it into the thing that actually has value. Now, and and there's there's let's just be clear, like there's no doubt that what you're in my mind anyway, what you create is art. No doubt whatsoever, oh, and yeah. that art has a value. Yeah. So, how do you monetize that value? That's the question, isn't it? Like, if for artistic people, it, it's always been difficult. And mm. um, monetize because most of them don't want to do it, right? They want to live, but they don't want to. Mm. They're not interested in sales, and they're not really interested in money. They want to no. be creative, right? 
Yeah. But but so, a re yeah, I think one of the reasons why NFTs have kind of gotten so much traction is that there are artists and artists that are amazing and they're struggling and that they see that potentially as an avenue of income, I suppose, you know what I mean? Whether mm -hmm. they believe in it or not, you know, that's kind of irrelevant. Mm. But that's a potential income stream for someone who wants to put food on their table. Yes. And, you know, we're not certainly advocating for NFTs in any way. But, no, but now there's fan. <laughs> like, no, exactly, you know I mean? like, exactly, exactly. It's mm. just, it's, but he has, he has to live. So the question, but I think, I don't know if we have this conversation before we came on or at the beginning, but it was like, and, and, and Bitcoiners are tight. Like, you have to put that mm. bit at the end yeah. as well. All Bitcoiners yeah. want to hold on. Oh, to dude. Getting sats out of Bitcoiners for for work done is like fucking impossible. So oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so and for, give you the, our example of the you know the cow again. You know we wanted beef and and we're going oh my mm. god this is, this is a lot of sats. But yeah. yeah okay but you were going to buy the damn beef so just buy the beef pay the sats and then use your fiat money to buy more Bitcoin. Buy more. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You know, because you can, he's hodling. He's if if you're buying it from another Bitcoiner, you know they're going to be hodling anyway, right? Sure, so, exactly. You know, you're not yeah, adding so sell pressure to the market. No, it's yeah, um, it's a good point. Good point. It's it's so uh, yeah. We've mentioned this, but Tim, it's like it what you know stack hodl, stack hodl, stack hodl. But I'm increasingly going to stack hodl, spend, replace, stack hodl, yep. spend, replace, mm. and or if but, but spend more, spend with a caveat that like spend with other Bitcoiners because we've got to bootstrap the yes. Bitcoin circular economy, right? Yes. Uh, com completely right completely right um so if you can find somebody that is you know aligns with your thinking and they also you know make shoes and you need shoes buy their shoes <laughs> like yeah, yeah, yeah um and then go buy some more bitcoin like it's better than that than going into you know a shop <laughs> like what does that achieve for any of us yeah um I'm totally so how do you sorry how do you feel about obviously that's a, a moral quandary for you but um how much well do i do i, I rebrand like do i do i start doing nfts as as star fury because i thought like you know i don't have to tell anyone about not it fury, and I just not pick fury. A, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, the, the dark side of <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah. Like, you, can have, you can have that it's yours <laughs> well how much how much weight do you put in um the the kind of potential twitter backlash you know what i mean like because and we talked about this before whereas the toxic maxis are the um Oh, what do you call it? You've said it before. It's like they're the kind of the check and the balance. immune system. The immune, the immune system. system. That's it. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I think if because that's why I was interested to come in here to, to chat with you guys about it as well to, to kind of gauge what the reaction might be. And like, I mean, I'm just like fucking Twitter small fry. It doesn't it doesn't really matter. But like, I think as long as I'm transparent about hey, it. I, hey, like, I'm not shadow banned, so, you know. <laughs> You're not trying hard enough. Yeah, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so my, my pushback, I get, so if you were looking for the opinion, my pushback is like, what is, what, what could, who out there could you be um, offering what you do in the Bitcoin world? Because that would be perfect, right? If you could, you do what you did, rather than going off into NFTs, you actually were just mm. selling to Bitcoin businesses that maybe require your services. Mm. And so the things that came to my mind, just thinking of Cindy before, yep. um, you know, like the guys over at Perth Heat, they have a baseball team, right? Mm. I mean, I can, what could you do with the baseball? Like that's just the first, you know, or yeah. uh, Samson Mao has just left Blockstream, right? Or is just leaving Blockstream and he has Infinite Fleet. Yes. Fleet, is that what it's called, uh, the game? Yes, yeah, Infinite yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, oh, Pixel, have... Pixelmatic's the company, I think. But, okay, yeah, yeah. and then you have, you know, guys over at Swan Bitcoin who actually do have a budget. 
you know they are mm-hmm. they are a, a significant business now um, and i'm not talking you know personally i wouldn't like to go coinbase but you know it, it, ultimately you have to go where the customers are i guess but i think there are places that potentially you wouldn't even have to go outside of the the, the area that you're you, you don't want to go outside of just to just mm. to eat you know mm. yeah um, for sure but um so yeah, I, I, frankly, I'm just trying to throw in a challenge out to anybody that listens that is actually from a Bitcoin business. Like, go support Bitcoiners that like, are trying to do something, um, and not only trying but doing oh, well, it, and yes, doing it well. Totally, not just trying. <laughs> yeah, 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 you're absolutely right. Um, hmm. no, like thanks, that, guys. We, all of us have to start taking a bit of responsibility for that because otherwise, what's the fucking point? Yeah, like we're talking about circular economy. Well, you are the circular economy. Mm. Hyper Bitcoinization happens when you personally decide to hyper Bitcoin, yeah. hyper Bitcoinize your own life, mm-hmm. right? You don't have to wait for the rest of the world. You can go, you know, find your meat else, whatever it might be, find yep. your thing. Yeah. Um, Look after your own backyard, basically. C- completely. If yeah. so, and if you have to pay a little bit more, well, maybe it's worth it. Maybe it's worth it. Yeah. Tired um, fucking yeah. Tired come on, Bitcoiners. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I get it. Like I hodl, I hodl too. Like you know, we're the same. Like. Anytime we've mm. got a docs jar and we you know hundreds hundred sats, and I, I it pains me to give away hundred sats. Hundreds, what is hundred sats? Like <laughs> nothing, right? Um, but it's just more about the confidence. But also, I can all of us, I think, see where we're going. Mm. So it's like I'm not giving you a hundred dollars for doing that because <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's how you feel. Yeah. yeah. Um, but um, yeah. So well, where where, a, where, where just... are you just now? Where where, where where is your thought just now? And and how, what what will help you make up with your mind? Um. Well, I think I'm already on the path. Like it's it's inevitable, and it's just the it's the hustle that I've been on for the last two years or so. You've got to strike this balance between trying to actually get work, and maybe you guys remember I did all those black and white animations for Dan Held. Um, he's yeah. a dubious character amongst Bitcoiners as well that loves people love to shit on. Um, but he was the first person who ever gave me any sats for graphics work so okay. um i'll always have a is he a tight ass my heart well? he's a tight ass actually yeah. so i'll eat a little um, bit I, I, that's that's nice to hear i'll eat a little bit of humble pie because i am one of those bitcoiners that shits on dan held so well done dan yeah. what credit where it's you <laughs> no and um, that, that was good like he was you know i and i i hustled really hard to get my foot in the door with him and i was only doing dinky little anim- animations i hadn't even been doing it for a year um at that point and i think like the you know it was like two hundred dollars that he paid me like five dollars in animation or ten dollars or something but that's like three or four years ago uh, two years ago now um and yeah that's that's not looking so bad after that yeah, you know yeah. x amount of price appreciation so it's just one of these things like you fake it till you make it and you just keep iterating and trying and I, i'm on that part of the journey like i'm i'm still improving and i'm creating more content and i i just have this faith and confidence that if i keep doing that like good stuff is going to come out of it and you know i'm trying to balance actually getting paid work and just doing stuff to develop the skills and it's it's good because often they they both happen at the same time and you know even if people are tight i can uh ask for pretty reduced wages but i kind of still consider myself an apprentice you know graphic designer but then at the same time like i I've got to have the, um, you know, the confidence to get paid for what I, I think I'm worth. So it's a, it's Definitely. a tricky thing, man. Like I've never done freelance work like that before. It's, but yeah, it, it's tough because you don't know when the next gig's going to come along. But then I can get a gig that, you know, keeps me, me and my daughter fed for a, a month or two, and um, yeah. it's just how, how it is. But actually, like 
in the past year um, and because we've been rural like i'm just and because of covid as well i'm I'm not going to go back to like a real job whatever that would be like it's got to be something remote where i can be close to my daughter and flexible because you know for half the week i'm with her and homeschooling her and stuff so um so i have and i've get no fucking money from the government either and um so for the first time like ever i've, I've had to sell bitcoin in the last um couple of weeks wow. uh you know, and it's, it's just, it's just interesting. It's like, um, you know, this is how it's, it's, it's gotta be like, I've, I've opted out of the, um, the fiat monetary system. Like I, I have $0 in the bank basically. And so if that's, if that's the choice you're going to make, it's going to come with these consequences. Um, so yeah, that, that's just how it is. Um, yeah. Right. Are you, are you, uh, are you still doing stuff with Dan held or no, no. Um, okay. So yeah, it kind of just fizzle out with him, but you know, like you guys mentioned Swan, like I've done stuff with them. Um, I've been doing stuff with their GG um, for his, his new book as well, but like he's fucking busy as well. I think him and his family they had to relocate out of Austria and um, you know, it's, it's all good though. Like I, I've got enough Bitcoin, like I've got enough Bitcoin that if it takes me, you know, another two years to, monetize what i'm doing like i've got a runway to do that and then after that you know I'll, i i hope to be able to actually just support myself with the graphic design and the art stuff and that'll be happy days so yeah i'm not i'm not really concerned um and it's i think it keeps you hungry as well that i don't have any other um safety net like you know like i said i don't i i i I couldn't even walk into a Centrelink and, and ask ask for money. Like I don't know. I just try and live my life as much as possible as a, as if the government doesn't exist. Yes, and yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it's it's not even yeah, it's not even worth it. Um, so yeah. So okay, uh, so you probably I had a tweet today. It was um um when the when the MMT money comes, you have to take it. Um, <laughs> or. And and then if you hate what's happening, you have to then just immediately convert it to Sats. Do you do you mm. disagree with me? Like you're probably um, maybe you're maybe taking is that is it a moral stance or you just can't you just couldn't take yourself into the you know? Well, I'm already no. I mean, if, if they're giving if they're giving shit out for free, like yeah, I mean, take it. Like they, it's it's I that thing they've, to, they've already you ever you're getting poorer not as a result. It's not like you're standing still. It's you're getting poorer result because other people are taking it. Yeah, and they've already stolen. That's your stolen money already. Like yes. when mm. we ran that business and we sold that business, and there was a hefty fucking tax bill that came along with that. And you know, I had a couple of employees, so you know, I paid. I paid into the system. So if they're giving shit away for absolutely, and I mean, I've, I'm already you know, all in on Bitcoin. So you know, I have some fiat, but that's just you know to get me through the whatever pay whatever bills and whatever life expenses um but other than that like i'm already all in so yeah if someone drops some fiat on me then i'd i'd hold it if i needed it but otherwise it all goes into bitcoin for sure yeah um so i'm just looking i just thought i'd have a quick flick at bitcoiner jobs just to just to see what's there there were eight design jobs on bitcoiner jobs just now and one of them is called a thumbnail hero at bitcoin news hmm. um is that new you can, it is from the twenty second of February. Do you do you check Bit, Bitcoin and jobs or? Um, I I don't actually, and like I have in the past, and it seemed very much 
you know, developers and social media stuff. And I hadn't, in, and maybe there was a designer, but like UX and, mm. you know, yeah, design yeah. for, for apps and stuff. Um, so yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I, I appreciate the the help. I think I'm on the path and the, the thing, it is the, the path next. Like I've created NFTs for these other guys now, but I haven't done anything for myself. And like I said, I have, um, this i feel i'm on this holy quest to to create this sort of stuff and i also have this uh, old dj friend of mine a producer as well he's a fire dancer too and he's doing the audio stuff for me so we very much share share an aesthetic vision um for things so i don't know I, I really, i'm excited for this year i think it's going to be a big year like it i sorted out all this shit at that last festival at the end of last year and yep. You know, now I'm just kind of excited for the future while trying to navigate the various complexities that my life happens at the moment, you know, that all our lives have. Um, and that's just, you know, the thing is, man, um, I don't know if you guys have read uh, Snow Crash by Neil Stevenson. Um, Neil Stevenson's one of those sci-fi authors that uh, is kind of notable. Like in, in the book Snow Crash, there was a, there was like a, a Google Earth um, idea and the, 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 the word uh, metaverse was coined in that book and the main right. character he's like this this hacker guy uh, his name's uh hero protagonist like a japanese name h-i-r-o hero oh, yeah. um and that was actually a name i chose for myself before star fury i was an yeah. epic hero um and that character he's a hacker slash graphics programmer and he him and his buddies they were the ones that sort of you know put together the metaverse at the beginning they programmed you know whatever comes after the internet that we have now like it's set in a little bit of the distant future um and like i've always had this thing about like life is a you know we're, we're the main characters in a video game of our own lives sort of thing um and this thing about like life is a story that we tell and we get to narrate our own story sort of thing and yeah i, I had this name as hero and now I'm at the stage where I am actually a graphics programmer. Yeah, like yeah, it's right. my life is sort of following that arc. And I don't know, it's, it's all really subjective cool. anyway. The, the thing I just it's, noticed there is I think, I think nine months ago talking to you, even just on Twitter, you probably had a bit of, um, apologies if this is comes across as rude. I don't mean it as rude, but like imposter syndrome in a sense that you were doing something. It was great. People were saying it was great, but you were like, Oh, it's just, you know, something like, and uh, now no, that's, you are saying you are a graphics programmer. Like that's, that's, no, no, that's, that's excellent. It's absolutely true. And it was, it was the, the last, the stuff that I sent you guys on this last project I worked on. It's mm. cause I've been saying I'm faking it till I make it. And now for the first time I'm like, Holy shit, I'm not actually faking it anymore. Yes. This is like, this is something I can actually look at and go like, this is, actually art that i can I'm, I'm proud of and like i can look at some of those loops and they're you know 10 or 12 second loops and then i find myself staring at them and it's been a couple of minutes and i'm like yeah this is um pretty nice to look at so yeah it's a it's a good feeling and i i think um i know there's such a consumerist culture and i think and for men especially i think it's important to to create something and produce something like if it's like you know, building a shed or, you know, just whatever it is, but you got to be creating something. And um, yeah, this is actually, I, I, I mentioned to you guys as well that my dad's been unwell and um, yeah, he's, he's 76 and it, it came on to, for him, it came on quite suddenly. Um, he was at, you know, I, I saw him um, 
for his birthday, which was in the start of December. And we went down to the Gold Coast and had, had dinner with him. And he's just been slowing down and he's been getting weaker. But, you know, we had dinner with him and it was fine. When they came up for the Christmas party, like he deteriorated so much and he was shuffling around and um and then like uh, a week later like they, they had to admit him to the hospital and you know he was he couldn't even he could barely move around the house by himself like i went down one weekend to look after him and you know i had to carry him to the toilet at night and bathe him and you know and and he was saying like how did this happen so suddenly but i've i've seen it coming for for you know, maybe 10 years now, they sold their business that he'd run. He was an electronics engineer and they sold his, they sold their business that my, my parents used to run. Um, and I told dad, you've got to find something else to do. Cause he was always in the garage, fixing electronics, always doing something or renovating the house. Like we always moved from house to house and they do it up and, and sell it. Um, they came over here with, with literally nothing, two suitcases and clothes. And um, so he's always worked really hard. And I told him, find something to do like but he never did and he started getting this thing with uh they call it a frozen shoulder and his arm just stopped working and it, to me it seemed such a clear uh, psychosomatic um sort of manifestation of this thing like these hands are made for yeah. working like idleness is the is just such a dangerous thing and his own body was sort of like you know if you're not going to use that hand it's we're not going to use it as well and he felt it was um sudden in this you know from his birthday to you know a month later where it, he went downhill so fast and i was like holy shit it's um it's that bitcoin thing of gradually then suddenly yeah. right yeah. It's, it's been this slow decline for so many years and then he's just kind of fallen off this cliff and um yeah that's kind of all to say that like my dad's been this uh you know, in a sad way this great counter example on you know how not to live you know and he's He's been, you know, just a negative person, and I'm, I've always tried to be, be positive and um, just keep busy and create stuff and produce stuff. So, yeah, it's a kind of rambly way to say all that, but yeah. No, listen, I guess that's it's great advice. Just keep your mind active, enjoy what you do, appreciate what you've got. Yeah, you know, yes, save for the future, but also, um, you know, appreciate what you have because it's not always there. It won't always mm -hmm. be there um indeed oh, yeah, yeah and thank you for being so open as well mate like mm. that yeah it's um not easy stuff to talk about but um yeah but like life is life is short you know and yeah. i mean i had like some of these things i could be embarrassed to be airing publicly and stuff but and i think being becoming a parent as well changes that sort of thing like i don't really give a fuck what people think about well, me it, anymore you... like it's it's only it's only me and my daughter and my family and my close friends and like i know who i am and i'm you know as a young 20 year old you don't kind of you don't know who you are maybe i'm, I'm happy with who i am now and if people don't like it they can go get fucked so it, it doesn't yeah. matter um, it's a so, shame yeah, that it sort of takes we're sort of similar ages and it's sort of it's a shame that it takes to this point to right, kind of get there i'd love to have been here at 22 i wasn't here mm. at 22 but you know oh, that, maybe not. Maybe uh... Mate, I would have known how to talk to girls. <laughs> you oh. can't talk to girls. Don't get us on. <laughs> um, yeah, true. Mate, thank you. Yeah. Um, that's been yeah, thanks. That's been fantastic. If um, if somebody wants to get in touch or wants to go and have a look at the work, Twitter feed. Yeah, just uh, at Star Fury Flames on Twitter. You can scroll through all the history of stuff, and yeah, I'm 
there'll be more stuff there in the future. So like like I said, 2022 is going to be a big year. So I'm sure it is. Guys, go and check it out. It is wonderful. Um, my daughter, um, her review was, oh my God, that's amazing. So yeah. if... Take awesome. that, take take that for what it is, man. Yeah, that's an exactly. honest, that's an honest review. And I, th- um, I, th- I actually think a lot of people n- would know um, Sven's work, but just don't know that it's Sven's. Yeah, yeah. And that's well, I've I've had this thought that if like Bitcoin goes where we think and hope it might be going, then like you know, in the Bitcoin museums, fifty or a hundred years yes. from now, who knows? Like maybe there'll be some of my memes on the walls there, so yeah, I can yeah, achieve yeah. my immortality <laughs> that, that way. <laughs> But I, I don't know. I, I think that we laugh at these things, but I think it's important. Like if to, to leave, it doesn't matter what it is, and it, people don't need to know about it. But if you feel that you've left some mark or legacy or whatever it is, it was something that was important to you that other people can carry forward. I think that's hugely important, and people shouldn't feel afraid or embarrassed to, to you know, just go do you, yeah. go do you, and whatever mm-hmm. that is, that's okay. And if people don't like it, that's also okay. There's a, it's a big world out there, and um, you'll find your you'll find your tribe. Mm-hmm. Um, Indeed. Awesome. Love it, man. Thanks, Love it. Man. I, thank you, man. I really appreciate that. No, great thank night. you, guys. Hey, guys, if you've made it this far, thanks so much for listening. Um, the plan with the pod is to do sort of guests one week and um, myself and Brendo the other week. So hopefully that's working for you. If you don't like one of them, just listen to the one you do like. Um, if you want a little bit more um, information from us, you can find it at uh, bitcoin-first.com forward slash learn. 